Hey, this is Josh Snyder with Thoughtful Discussions, and I'm here with... This is your man, Ari Cole, and uh, I'm a local DJ here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. What's good, man? How's everything going? It's going great, man. Yeah? Working hard, hardly working, all that. <laughs> <laughs> we just came off a week uh, doing some shows at Spirit, right? We yeah, did. yeah. And uh, tell me a little bit about, about that, how'd that go? It, Spirit was a lot of fun. Spirit yeah. was basically because I got to do um, Tall Tees. Yep. Um, that's RB's party, RB and Pete Butter. Two uh, thousands music, two yep. thousands rap, which is literally my era. Like I started yeah, yeah. the two thousands in like sixth, seventh grade, right. and I ended the two thousands in college. So like that's the formative years. Yes. And so I went from like the, all those rappers in that era is like that's my stuff. So I could, I could play hours of that, nice. if I needed to. Yeah. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you started and um, when you started and um, kind of where you're at right now. Yeah, so I started off, It's my start is kind of a, a weird story. Um, Let's hear it. Well, I needed some extra money. Yep. And I was, at the time I was working uh, coffee shops and I was still trying to make it as a graphic designer. Okay. So I went to school, I went to Edinburgh for uh, graphic design and animation. Gotcha. I knew animation wasn't gonna work. Yeah. So I pick up graphic design. And I graduate and I have this portfolio. I'm applying for jobs, trying to get freelance work. Yep. The jobs aren't calling, the freelance work is trying to undercut me, you know, cause I'm working with a lot of like young entrepreneurs, which is dope cause I love them. But at the same time, I needed to get paid what I was worth. And it just wasn't happening. So, I thought to myself, like, what can I do, you know, and I, I go to this place and I see this DJ and they're okay, but they're not that good. And I think to myself, like, yo, I could, I could do that. Yeah. Like, and at the very least, if I'm, if I'm whack, like no one's booing this mediocre person off stage. So like, right. I thought to myself, like, let's, let's try to do it. Let's get started. Yeah. So the first thing I did was I went on YouTube. Yeah. I went on YouTube and looked up tutorials, like just try to investigate and see like, what do you have to do to get started? Yep. What do you need to know? Um, and the first thing that the tutorial said, or the person said was, just know music, like yeah. study your music. Right. And I had been doing that for years already. You're way ahead of the game. Already, yeah. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that I was doing the first step, like through college and stuff. Um, like even through college, you know how if you have a Mac, you yeah. can set your like iTunes to like share mode. Yeah. So like people, if you're on Wi-Fi and someone's close by, like they could listen to your library if you wanted, if they wanted to. Right, right. So like people used to always listen to my library and be like, yo, like you got, you got everything, man. Like, <laughs> yo, like we're like, how you, you know? And so just from that, like the study music, I'll, I've always talked with my brother, uh, Red Vision, yeah. um, Randall Coleman about music. We have, right. we've had deep discussions about Kanye West and most stuff and Jay-Z yep. for like years. And so getting that first step down to studying music was the easy part. Mm. Um, the next part was finding out if this was something I really wanted to do because yep. DJing is a commitment. And that was the, that was the second thing that the person said, they were yeah. like, they were like, don't do it for money. Right. And I was like, well, I, I kind of want to do it for money. <laughs> They're like, don't do it for money. Do it because you like music. Do yes. it because you want to invest in the craft yeah. and, and do it because it's just something you want to do. So like, I, I really had to think about like, do I really want to do this? Um, if I invest in equipment, is this yeah. going to be something that I do for like 
a couple months and like let go of, yeah. you know, um, and it ended up not being that. I I spent like a tax return. Yeah. I I had like two or three hundred dollar tax tax return. And I bought a little small controller with it. Yep. And that's kind of how I got started. Um, I went and got gigs with that. I used my gigs to get like sound equipment and an upgrade. And eventually I got a bigger controller that was more like a turntable set. And then after I got more gigs with that, I upgraded the turntables. Yeah. So now I'm just, I'm just, I'm here trying to get better and trying to keep working. So Doesn't stop. Yeah. Never, never stops. So what you're saying is very applicable for just about any type of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Like, the way you start out and the way that you want to make sure you're committed, the way you, you work with you know something small, work bigger, work bigger, work bigger. The first printer for this business I have right now, I bought for 150 bucks on Craigslist. Yeah, it's real. And it was like, I ran it into the ground in six months. It was just this little yeah. like office desktop laser printer. And it worked, it was super slow, mm-hmm. but it worked. It worked for what I needed. And I, I just hustled it and uh, you know made it happen. And then turned that around and bought a, bought a bigger one. Yeah bought another bigger one that kind of go from there so yeah yeah no, that's uh that's good uh, that's that's good advice though too for people that are just starting out you want to make sure that you you you're going to commit to it you want to stick with it and um it's solid yeah it's and solid. it's and yeah and it's not even like you know I, I feel like i just needed to get a return on the investment so if i were to spend that 200 dollars yeah. and just been a once every once in a you know a, every once in a while take up a gig sort of dj i feel like i would have gotten a return but i wanted more yeah and so now i really have to work on a return because i just spent like <laughs> thir- almost what 30 or three thousand thirty two hundred on yeah. new turntable equipment and gotcha. stuff so, yeah. so what inspired that what what made you want to buy switch to you know buy turn turntables I started seeing more serious DJs. Yeah. I mean, I like one of I'm really big on homework. Yeah. And so like I mentioned graphic design and stuff earlier. So yep. when I was when I was in school for animation and graphic design, those professors really instilled in me doing the research, yep. knowing who came before you, um, and seeing what has worked for people and seeing what hasn't. Right. And I would sit back so I in doing research, you go to a lot of a lot of gigs. I go to a lot of people's shows, whether they mm-hmm. use controllers, whether they use uh, some sort of pads, or they use turntables or CDJs. I go, I try to learn from them. Mm-hmm. I got Shazam yeah. working overtime, <laughs> trying to get some new music. <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, and so I started seeing like, uh, I would go to a lot of Selecta, DJ selector sets. Yep. And I went to a lot of DJ Adam C sets. Mm-hmm. And we also hooked we also hooked up on a couple parties very very early in my yeah. DJ career while I was still working with that initial yeah. really cheap uh controller. Right. We had done is me Neil and I I, I got to do more on on Neil at aka uh Norman Drip. But me Neil DJ Adam C. Yep. We hooked up on It's Lit which was mm-hmm. a party um, where it was just the three of us. He yeah. looked up and was like, yo, Slappers and Bangers is dope. Yeah. Uh, I want to throw a party with you guys. And, and that was something you decided to do on your own. Slappers Sla- and Bangers? Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. And there's a story behind that, too. Okay. Like, there, yo, there's, yeah. There, <laughs> we'll get there, there. Okay, but yeah, so, but being around, being invited to do something with someone who was working with turntables already, yeah. who was already at a certain level, mm. he was just like, 
you guys know how to throw a party. Let's throw a party together. Yeah. So we did. It's lit. It's lit lasted three parties. Okay. Um, and they were good. Uh, but it was we kind of it kind of needed to end there was a there was definitely a skill difference definitely mm -hmm. a style difference mm -hmm. so it wasn't as cohesive of a theme mm -hmm. but i learned like so much from doing you it you learned how to blend like you could play you feel like you could play with different people now and shift from one person to the next a little bit smoother uh yeah that, well, like we always we always had that the, yeah. i think the difference was like i was still doing slappers and bangers sort of stuff for mm. most of the sets that I did. Got it. And Adam, like, he grew up listening to more rock, emo, and then he DJed, like, he did Get Weird, which he did a lot more, like, electronic music and things like that. Mm -hmm. So you would get, like, Future, Drake, maybe Ice Cube if I felt like it. Yeah. And then you would go to something more like electric and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't, I think what failed about it was it wasn't as cohesive right. as a theme. And then the fact that we did 30 minute sets each. Yeah. So like we would rotate. And so I would be on like two more times in that right. night. I think it had you done like a festival format where like somebody does an hour and a half set yeah. and they're done. Yeah. And like you're done hearing that sound for that day. I think that would have worked a little bit better with gotcha. it. But also, uh, it's not every party is like made to last yeah. forever or for however long. Yeah. It's lit, served a great purpose. It taught us a lot. It got us into charging for parties. Because yeah. Cybers and Bangers, originally, we didn't charge people really? to get in. Okay. Yeah. There was a different deal that we would do with yeah. it. Um, and actually, can I talk about Slappers and Bangers? Yeah, go for it. All right. Real quick, before you get into that, I did have a question. Yeah. Like, when you first started, um, did you, were you guys doing, like, house parties and, and stuff like that? Or, like, like how did you get into the mode where you're like, I want to I wanna throw parties and do this? I went straight to the bar. Just straight to the bar. I was, so I spent time, <laughs> I spent, like, six months to a year yep. just practicing in my room. Yep. And, I, like, Cam, shout out more foam, uh, Cam Brown, uh, he would come to my room and he would, like, listen to me playing stuff yep. and, like, you know, he wouldn't really critique, but we would just be sitting there jamming and it wasn't really formal or anything. Yeah. Um, and then when I felt like I was ready, I went to Remedy okay. and I asked them for a night. Yeah. Remedy, that back then, Sarah was still there. Okay. Um, and she was like, okay, like, yeah, you can get a night. And I was like, okay, well, how much do you guys pay? She was like, we don't. <laughs> but the key, the key to it was like, you know, they you got a certain percentage of the door or whatever, like okay. if you if you could bring a crowd. Yeah. And so I did, they gave me second Thursday. And so what I called it, I called that party war, uh, the weekend warm up. Okay. And so I barely got anybody in the door, but it was good to practice playing for four hours straight. Yeah. And so especially being a newer DJ. So like when I did parties with Adam, mm -hmm. I mean parties with Neil, mm -hmm. I, it was just a two hour set. Okay. So I just got done playing four-hour sets by myself. A two-hour set is nothing. I can feel that easy, you know. <laughs> um, or even with, like, It's Lit, which was hour-and-a-half sets, mm -hmm. hour set if you had the short set that night. Yeah. So it was just really easy. So I started off at Remedy. And then um, Neil, who I worked at Crazy Mocha with, mm -hmm. he hits me up. He's like, yo, like, I, I know you started DJing, like, 
me and my friend we want to bring in father father's a rapper he got that song wrist uh uh want to bring him in like maybe you could open for him that kind of fell through he didn't come um and then he's like all right man like that didn't work but i kind of want to just throw a party like i know you dj like maybe i I could dj too I'll, i'll throw some songs on yeah and i'm like all right like cool like let's let's do this and um we didn't know what we wanted to name it, but I guess he had the nickname like Slaps or something. Okay. And so he was like, how about we just call it Slappers and Bangers? <laughs> and I'm like, what is, what is that? <laughs> and he was like, I don't know. It just sounds cool. So I was like, all right, that's how we're going to do it. Slappers and Bangers. So <laughs> we did Slappers and Bangers. His friend, I think his name's, his friend's name's Pete. He did the flyer. Yeah. And he took Mount Rushmore and put Drake, Future, Rihanna and Beyonce on the cover, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And and so like the Mount Rushmore replaced the faces, put it purple because Dirty Sprite Two was just released, so like purple was that was the that was the groove, and put it out. It was free, but we got money based on like however Spirit did it at the time. Yeah. So it started off as Spirit also. Okay. Okay. Um, and it was it was a hit. Also, the good part was uh, we were downstairs. So Mac Miller was there that night. Okay. So that was the night of. You got the overflow. Yeah, we got the overflow. But here's the thing about it. It was the night. Remember when uh, Mac Miller released that album, Good AM? or mm-hmm. good, Yeah. Uh, he did. Obviously, he did Stage AE, I believe, that weekend. Yeah. Yes. But what a lot of people don't know is he did. Well, a lot of people do know it, but a lot of people don't. Right. He did that party at Spirit the night before. Okay. Where he was just like upstairs, like playing music and stuff, and blah, blah blah blah. Right. Well, when people were waiting for him to go on, they were downstairs partying with us. When they were, you know, just wanted to move because no one stays in one place for too long. They go mm-hmm. outside to smoke. They do whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were getting people like rotating in and out, and so we had—I mean, we had the place packed. Nice. I, well, us and Mac Miller right. had the place packed, <laughs> but it was—it was a very good start. And then the second time we did Slappers and Bangers. Uh, Mob Deep was upstairs. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. like, yeah, we like lucked Made out up. both yeah. times, yeah. Um, but it was just a dope beginning, and that, that was in like 2015. 2015, we only did two slappers and bangers parties, yeah, and they both like worked, gotcha. and so we like we decided to keep it going. Nice, yeah, it was nice. a dope thing. Heck yeah. Um, for anyone that went to either the f- those first two slappers and bangers or the it's lit. Uh, tell us what you thought of that remembering back um, if uh, going from what he's saying to what you remember if uh, leave a comment and let us know what your thoughts are we'd love, we'd love to read if it's positive <laughs> <laughs> either way no either way yeah no yeah, yeah. it's a uh, I mean that was so long ago that you can't, yeah you can't oh of course it. not like, man I my first gig, my first remedy gig, I stunk so bad. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it was my first time hearing myself on booming speakers right. as opposed to being in my room. So yeah, of course. I got you, I got you. I look at I look at things that I printed when I was first starting out, and I was like, oh man, I can't believe I did that. Man. And I gave it to him. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> no, it works out. Mm-hmm. You know, you do what you do. You you grow. You progress. Yeah. You get you better. Strive. Um. So where do you? What do you? What are you doing now? And um. How's that going? Yeah, so right now, um, I so I still have my full time job. Yep. At the bank, um, 
But in terms of DJing, I just work really hard at booking more shows. So since being more inconsistent in 2015 with Slappers and Bangers, Mm -hmm. in 2016, um, Brillo Box brought us on. So we're now monthly. Right. So Slappers and Bangers is monthly at Brillo Box, and and it's also $5 to get in now. So we came up a little bit. Um, Yeah. Then we also do, I also do a party called Yas Queen. Yes. Which is all women, all night. That's the premise. Um, I started to notice that I could do a set of all men mm-hmm. and like all trap or whatever. Even when I play like dance music, it'd be like M N E K or something. Or like just dudes all night. And mm-hmm. I started to realize that like maybe I could flip this on its head or like when mm-hmm. I would play that Beyonce song or the Rihanna song, people went crazy yeah. because people want to hear, people want to be represented. And so I thought to myself, what if I like flipped it on his head and I just played like all women for a set with like limited male vocals and it just worked as a party. And so I do that with um, DJ Aaron O and DJ Mm Syfe who don't DJ as often, but like they do that party and kill it. Nice. Um, Yeah. And it's just fun to do. So I do Yas Queen, Slappers and Bangers. Uh, I DJ Weddings. Mm-hmm. So I just got done with a wedding okay. last weekend, and I have another one in two weeks uh, coming up. So it will have been like five weddings this year, and I'm just I'm, I've been signing those like independently. So um, through word of mouth and business cards. Right. I'm also at Umami every Friday. Right. Uh, shout out to IJ. She was she was the one. She was a great great She's local awesome. DJ. Awesome. Yeah. Um, whenever she couldn't do it, she would hit me up to. Okay. She would hit me up to fill in. Yep. And then when she decided to move, mm-hmm. uh, they asked me to do it. And so I've been doing every Friday ever since. I mean, obviously, I've taken off a couple Fridays, yeah. but I love it there. It's yeah. so fun. Because you, I mean, I play a little bit of everything, you know, from. It's good. Like it's kind of in the background, but it's enough that, you know, people can. They're they're having a good time because it's the setting. Yeah, and I mean I've been there a couple times while you've been playing, so it's it's definitely a thank a you good night. Yeah, yeah, I mean I can and I, it's a night where I can go from like Mac Miller to like George Benson, mm-hmm. and no one cares. Like no like no. they care because they enjoy it, but yeah. like it's not like a thing. Like slappers and bangers got to stick to the script, right. you know. But right. there it's it's a little bit more open. Gotcha. So yeah. yeah, if the if you could play with anyone. Um, within reason right now who would that be do you mean okay so th- is this locally or nationally let's go with local okay locally if i could play with anyone it would be it would it would be of the people i have not played with yeah it would be selecta so okay. i was supposed i was supposed to do um there was supposed to be a party once and I was going to, like, open, and Pav was there, Suave Pav, mm-hmm. um, and Selective was supposed to do it, but the attendance wasn't there. Mm. And so um, Selective, or they they basically just had, they were just like, all right, we'll just, like, cut right. it off. Right. But I would love to play a party with Selecta because he's he, he he's such a dope DJ. Absolutely. And, like, he, one, he does his like, Groove Theory, mm-hmm. the radio show. Yes. And what channel is that on? W Y E P, I yeah. believe. I, 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 he posts on SoundCloud, so okay. I follow it on there. We'll put a link in the comments. Yeah, so there's that. And then he does the group theory at um, at Goldmark, too. Mm-hmm. 
And so to be able to play a party with him or also uh, my man Juwan, who is connected with Hot Mass. Okay. Um, yeah. I love house music. Yeah. I don't have a library big enough to do anything <laughs> at Hot Mass or a library of house music enough. But I, I love house and I love what they play, house, disco, techno. Like yeah. the sound is just crazy to me. And yeah. when you look at like the history of house music and stuff like that, um, to me, it's just it, the genre is just is just crazy. So I, I listen to it a lot, and I do play uh, some of it. And the, my lab, my house library is growing, but to do a party with either of them would be like would be yeah. crazy. What do you feel about like the climate of um, the industry right now, like here in Pittsburgh? And have you traveled at all? Uh, travel DJing, no. Okay. But when I went to London, yeah, um, oh, yeah. Right, I yeah, that. I saw. I one thing that I I always try to do when I travel is is bring back some music, mm-hmm. and so when I went to London, um, I went to a lot of record stores just to see like what garage like UK garage they had and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and I also I went out a couple of times and heard the DJs and what they were doing. And what I realized was, um, well, one there's there's a lot of like really good DJs, but I also realized that like my skills. Um, they're transferable. Mm-hmm. And so going to other cities and listening to other DJs, mm-hmm. it kind of helped me realize like, okay, I could go somewhere else and DJ. Not, and that's not even like being cocky or something, but yeah. it's, it's really just being honest with myself and like trying to see where I stand versus some of the other acts that are playing in other right. places. Um, the main thing that I brought back, people in London love like 2000s mm. music i heard a lot of 2000s hip-hop and r&b okay. but woven in between that this is like listening to the radio out there woven in between that was a lot of like uk garage and house music too mm. and so the variation on the radio alone was just it was crazy it was, it was so different for me mm. because we don't really have that here on the radio we have like no. a, we have a lot of channels that play like pop which is no shade to pop but like that's that's just what we have here right like we don't have that same variation and so um going somewhere else and hearing that was just crazy so hmm. yeah and what do you how's the scene here how has it been like welcoming or or like was very welcoming yeah yeah i mean it's i mean for me so i'm only i celebrated my two-year anniversary of djing yeah uh in august and to come up from having two only two gigs in 2015 to a couple more mm-hmm. and then just being where I am now like I came into 2017 on the only thing I had in 2017 that I knew I was going to have was Slappers and Bangers monthly Yas Queen yeah. three to four times a year other than that I had I didn't have any weddings booked yet okay I didn't have Umami yet Mm-hmm. And and then there's been little stuff that people booked me for like a month before. Okay. I didn't know those were coming either. Right. Um, what other events have you done? I did uh, Corey, a.k.a. Grits Capone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had an art opening in the South Side. And so yeah. I did I did his opening. It was called Electric Kool-Aid. Yeah. yeah. That was a very fun event to do. Nice. I, and I love art galleries. Right. Um, I've done some work with Terry Boyd. I DJ while he uh, has played video. He does a lo- little bit of VJing. Yep. His VJ name is Vox. Um, I did. I'm doing a Halloween party with oh. DJ Adam C. Nice. Coming up, 
and then who else? I've done some more, some other work. It just it it kind of began. Oh, I've done some nonprofit work too, and so uh, I've worked with Lawrenceville United yep. on their big fundraiser. Uh, a plus schools. They they had their big fundraiser at the August Wilson Center, so I was able to play there, yep. which is huge because I love the August Wilson Center. Yeah, and so it's such a dope place. Yeah. The art, the the cultural events. I saw Selecta play at the cultural uh, center before. There's been, there's just been I've I've seen Pete Butter there too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just been so many just uh, cool events, but to be able to be a part of those, yeah. uh, especially being so young in it, is is very cool and. and v- in that way it's welcoming right how old are you uh, i'm 30 i just turned 30 yeah which is scary i wish i would have gotten into it earlier yeah. into djing earlier speaking of which what would you tell yourself like um any advice you'd give yourself either when you were first starting out or when you were younger like yeah take imperfect action that'd be like the the main take imperfect action forward, even if yeah because i'm i'm such a perfectionist yeah that there were times when I used my perfectionist nature mm-hmm. as an excuse to not move forward in yep. something. Yeah. And if I really dove into those feelings, mm-hmm. I realized that I was just nervous. Right. And so, um, yeah, take take imperfect yeah. action. Just yeah. do it. And because you can improve later. Every set that I do, every set that I do. Well, here's I did an interview when I was uh, when I was trying to do graphic design still yeah. with the Pittsburgh Penguins. OK. And I remember uh, the first thing, one of the things that they said was, we expect, obviously every day you're not going to do your best work, but we expect your graphic design work to be on a scale of good, better, best. And so I feel like every set that I've done in the past Mm -hmm. year has been at least able to be rated on a good, better, best. I I haven't really had like a bad set in about a year. Not yet, right? Oh man, I get I get on this weekend and just like <laughs> fall apart. Nah, you're good. Um, you're but bad. yeah, but like it's and so um, but just rate it as at as that experiment yeah. while I'm playing. Um, there's a I have like a couple little formulas in my head for like the way songs can work mm-hmm. together, and then sometimes I try out things like live, and so that formula allows me to just take two songs that. I wouldn't have thought of when I was at home practicing, right. you know, sometimes I'll, I'll look at somebody and be like, maybe he'll like this song. And then <laughs> it just matches with the song that I was playing in. So like, yeah. great example, nice. uh, Sade, No Ordinary Love mm-hmm. mixes very well with Playboy Cardi, Magnolia. And I discovered that on the fly. Like, I didn't know that they were going to work. Yeah. But it does. Same with and then you just remember that, or you write that down later. The really, the really good mixes, I just remember. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's been some that I did because, like, you get a feeling, like you, you, you you're working with the crowd, right? And yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a lot of people that I talk to, and I'm like, yeah, I, like I'm 30. Mm-hmm. I never went to like clubs or DJs or anything, probably up until like two, three years ago. Yeah. And now I go all the time, and it's and. I, it's kind of funny because it's like it's not I don't f- I, I feel accepted and it's and it's a f- yeah. super fun thing to do but I don't I don't feel like it's my it's definitely not the scene like I grew up in and so like I, when I tell people like oh yeah I'm going to this show mm-hmm. and they're like oh who's playing and I'm like oh my buddy's DJing and they're like okay I guess we'll go do that like it, it, I pull people yeah. from out of that crowd maybe people that don't go but 
how what's the difference like there's performers obviously rock bands mm-hmm. regular bands whatever they definitely work with the crowd but but when you're djing there's that same connection yeah it's, so how does that like describe that to me it's it's <laughs> exhilarating so yeah. uh i feel that the most during like a slappers and bangers set so like um so i have a song that'll be playing people are grooving mm-hmm. people are dancing already and i think to myself okay maybe this song will work i'm gonna transition it or like i might like sample it a little bit just to like give them a little taste mm. and so i'll do that i'll i'll, I'll br- now, start to fade quick, it in. Th- this comes from like you have to know every song in your library like you have to know it yeah know I d- beat, yeah know like know every part of it yeah you, you have to like so a lot of uh, yeah I, so about about 75 percent of my library like i i know when things are coming up yeah. some of the other stuff that like i might have just downloaded or yeah. like listened to once and i thought right. would be cool right. um that's where like sampling in my headphones comes in mm-hmm. um but yeah like I, I really like i really study music in my library and i have i like i i'd have to count out how many playlists i have and how many playlists of mine have over 100 to 200 songs yeah but like yeah you just like you, you study like yeah. yeah um but yeah so like you know you you bring it in a little bit like the first time i played formation mm-hmm. oh my gosh like is the reaction was just crazy and you see people light up when they hear it. and it, but sometimes if you sample it just a tad there's only a couple people that know what's coming. Okay. And then they can. You ever see people like come from the bar, like come out? Oh like, yeah. They're like you're that. Like, oh, that's shoot, what. That's what's. This been, is it. That's what's been <laughs> happening with Cardi B. Yeah. And then before <laughs> before it was Cardi B, it was Bad and Bougie. Yeah. And before that was Black Beetle, and before that was yep. like March Madness. Right. So like every, I'm fortunate enough to have like every couple months there's yeah. like a song that's like the wave. Yeah, yeah. That like brings people back in. Right. But. Also, if you're a good DJ, you design when people leave and, and come back. Right. So, like, there's times when I'm like, all right, that y'all been twerking for a while. I'll reward y'all with a slow song. So, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, chill, I'll chill it out for a second. So, those people, you know, they go to the bar, which the bar, um, they benefit from this, too. Of course. Because that's when they go get a drink. Right. So, you play that chill song, you know, whatever. People are chilling. They, they go back, they get a drink, and then you play that, that song. That, that like, that yeah that song <laughs> and it draws them back and they rage and that that like that's really like you could you I, could okay i feel like that's what that's what makes a good party too is with like like you don't you don't realize it's ha- like as a an attendee yeah you don't maybe realize it's happening but you you go you go to a show and you you know you, you're doing exactly that oh you're dancing it's fun and then you're like all right it's slowing down i'm gonna go grab a drink and then something pulls you back and you're like mm-hmm. you remember the next day you're like dang that was that yeah was fun yeah because like you were you remember that part of like yeah keep going out yeah getting pulled in like where if you if you go to a a, a concert or, or a, a show and uh like you get you you have that where you go back to the bar and then you never come back like that's not one you want to go back no to, right? no like, no so and that's that's the key like yeah knowing when to give people a chance to rest and also just like knowing how to let people groove yeah because like there's a lot of songs out there that like people love Mm -hmm. that song and if they're dancing Mm -hmm. like you gotta as the dj yeah as a (laughs) dj i get antsy so i'm (laughs) like it's time to mix the next song it's time to go it's time to go but if i if i look out and i see people grooving i'm like 
okay, maybe I can be a showman a little bit. I can dance with them a little bit and vibe right. a little bit with them. Right. And then, like, I'll let them have it for now. Yeah. And then I'm going to mix in that bang at that next song. Right, right, but yeah. Right. I love it. It's, oh, man. It's, it's, it's very exhilarating. Yeah. So we just missed this, uh, for if you're watching this and you haven't gone, you just missed the last Slappers and Bangers that was this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but coming up, they are, uh, when it, what time of the month is it? So it's usually the fourth Saturday of each month. Okay. Uh, the next one will be November 18th. Mm-hmm. And that one is our thankful for Kanye party. Okay. So November, is, it'll be Thanksgiving time. Tell us what you're thankful for. We are thankful for Kanye. So <laughs> Slappers and Bangers presents thankful for Kanye. Awesome. And then yeah. do you have another uh, show at Kativo coming up? Yes, Queen? Yes, Queen is done for the year. Okay. We'll be back next year, um, rebranded, and like ready to just play more jams from from yeah. phenomenal women. Nice. So. Nice. Looking forward to it. What do you think you'd like to see in the future, either from yourself or from the scene? Yeah. Um, one is more, more DJs who are women and also more black women DJing. Um, I think a lot of people felt this when IJ left. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of a void. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, it felt more. There was too much testosterone, testosterone in the room. Yeah. Um, and because IJ gave us something that was dope, she was the yeah. only one really playing like Jersey Club like right. that. Like, there were a couple people, but she was really the only one like really putting on for that. Right. So now, but now we have like we have like DJ Femi mm-hmm. who has. Oh man, she's yo. She is so <laughs> dope, and then she brings her crew. Yeah. She has a little hive. Yeah, yeah, she's not she's not joking. Her, um, uh, Slim, yep. like that that whole crew is yep. is dope. And I honestly, I wish Femi and IJ were doing it at the same time. Not even to be like, oh, you guys should DJ the same party because you guys are women. But like, just so that, let's say, uh, IJ is doing her remedy spot that mm-hmm. night, and then Femi is like, all right, we're doing a party at brillo box or something like that now you have a choice you're able to like bounce around and see like mm-hmm. more diversity in, in your djs in, right. you know in your dj and that goes for for anything i mean i've heard you say like that that's a goal you want to be able to see multiple shows happening on the same night and all of them full yeah like that's part part of the scene you guys gotta come out like you guys gotta yeah see what's there don't stick to just one show a night. You can you can bounce you can around bounce, from a couple yeah. different. Five dollars five dollars is oh. a very bounceable price. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, I, I want people to be able to bounce. But part of that is it falls on me and my crew and what we do, uh, and that's the advertising. So yep. um, Red Vision, I mentioned him before. Yep. Um, Randall, he takes phenomenal pictures, and yeah. he he locks the energy. Um, from Slappers and Bangers into a frame, and I don't know how he does it, <laughs> but he locks that energy into a frame, and then I'm able to post those pictures later, right. and suddenly people are able to like take something with them. So they right. they they had a dope party Saturday night. Right. Monday is when we usually post, and we're able to just we're able to kind of prolong that remembrance, mm-hmm. and then let people know we'll be back next month. Right. So yeah, part of that is people getting dope photography i know dj adam c pays photographers mm-hmm. to to document his parties yep. yeah um and so i i think the next step and and rb does too the next step yep. in really promoting the scene mm-hmm. is documentation mm-hmm. it, and it's it's getting 
paying photographers and getting people out to your events yeah. because they matter art like us uh um David, he was on last week yeah okay dope so yeah uh, <laughs> y'all probably y'all already heard from him or we'll hear <laughs> yeah but yeah it that stuff is important and it's very important to a scene mm-hmm. and um I, th- I forgot i thought of this and then forgot about it when you were talking about how like you didn't really go out before and stuff like that yeah and, or go to clubs there's a different feel around here than your normal normal club mm-hmm. and so like the parties around here feel a little bit more underground they okay. feel um they feel a little bit like more like you're not gonna they feel a little bit more like you're gonna dance around friends even though you don't really know everybody in there like yeah. it's still like, it's very welcome and if you go to a few like and i mean like three four five shows um you'll end up seeing the same people yeah you'll end up like just like just hang out and chill like like people are friendly like even in the crowd like, yeah you, like you it's people not, are yeah yeah there's been nights even before i started djing where like i would bump into someone and then like that person becomes someone that you know buys a drink for me later or right. i buy you know or whatever like it's just there's there's cool people definitely so I, that's what I like about this this scene and what's going on, and even outside of like the hip hop and rap shows, like like Strange Ways, I love love Strange Ways. They did The Cure versus The Smiths. Okay. And I, so I'm a low key like Smiths fan, yeah, and so I would oh man, I was in there ready to cry, <laughs> and so like I love them. Laser Crunk is probably yeah. my favorite, probably my favorite Shout party. Out yeah, Keeves. What they do, like when I was early on, when I was still using my old controller. The original, they had me on, and my set was, it was okay. Yeah. I tried to experiment with some music. Okay. It didn't go off the way I wanted, but Laser Crunk is a party that's been around here for like, what, like eight, nine years. Yes. And they are expert level at what they do, and then they bring in acts. Like they have the next one, they have an act coming in from the UK. Yep. I just printed the flyers. Yeah. You see, get. <laughs> get everybody in the scene <laughs> Love but it. yeah i mean it's like it's just there's there's different genres that you can see there's different things that you can see it doesn't just have to be slapping the bangers yes queen toffees yeah. it can be all that stuff right because there's, there's so many just dope parties absolutely happening and you'll see other djs there that aren't even playing yeah like a lot, that's the thing too yeah yeah, yeah. it look yeah if you're if you're support. familiar with who the djs are it just yeah. starts to look like it's <laughs> like oh he's there he's there he's there okay yeah I, I recognize these people i mean i saw pav the other night after his own show yeah like he, like, he rolled through he could yeah he's yeah. everywhere after once he's yeah. done he's out there <laughs> yeah it's so good. it's yeah i i love it around here so so tell me about drummers versus djs what it is um the time that you played and have you been to every single one of them since uh yes i have okay. i have so tell me a little bit about it it's so what started off as a fun uh wholesome family event has now <laughs> turned into a death battle uh culminating on what december 7th i yes. think the next one is december 7th and i am coming for dj adam c and dylan's neck on that one <laughs> but it so who, who are you gonna be drumming with uh i'm thinking i think ron worthy okay so it should be ron worthy he was my partner for the first one that i did right back when it was a friendly show of drummers <laughs> and djs but so ori- <laughs> originally it was just a show like they you know jax four did the first one ij did the first one, christo 
Like yep. you had uh, DJs just come through with a drummer and yep. they would do a show. There was no prize. Okay. Um, I think the first one was like free to get in or something. Like something okay. crazy. Put on by um, Fresh Brand. Fresh Brand, yeah, yeah. Um, which one? All right. Fresh Brand one. Y'all need to come out with a crew neck sweatshirt. <laughs> That's the first thing. Cause all I do, I don't do hoodies, just crew necks. Yep. Also, y'all need to come out with a dad hat. Well, you, they do have dad hats. Yeah. My bad. But no, I have, cause I have one of the snapbacks, the Pittsburgh snapbacks, but yeah. it doesn't fit on my head. Okay. So it's just chilling at home. Yeah, I've, yeah, I have one of those. So it's just yeah. chilling at home. I need to get it like signed or something, so it has like a purpose, <laughs> collecting <laughs> dust in my house. But, um, thrown on by them. But yeah, it, before it was just it was just people doing a show, yeah. and now it's a competition. So I believe there's. The last two have been a competition, um, and DJ Adam C has won both of them mm-hmm. in my book quite handily. Yeah. But I'm also a DJ Adam C fan. Yeah, me too. So now uh, <laughs> he got me in the next one. So I've been feverishly practicing because I have like years. I have years of of turntablism to make up for because he, yeah. I mean, he's been doing. He's been banging with these turntables for like four years, like right. and it shows. So yes. in a matter of months, I have like four years of turntablism to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick to fill fill people in. So I was I was a uh, a judge, not last one, the one before. So mm-hmm. what's the next one going to be? What number? Is it eight or nine? Something like that. Well, okay. uh, they, there was like three before the he it's had the be one. eight. So yeah, I was, I, was, I think okay. it was six. So a couple DJs played, which I apologize, not going to remember their names. Then uh, Selecta played, and Selecta was fire. I gave him a ten. He was yeah. making us, RB was making us text. Yeah. After every set, we couldn't judge the whole thing. Gave and that's smart. It was, and then uh, and then Adam C came on, and I was like, bump everything down, man. He got an eleven. Like that was ridiculous. Yeah. So, but I mean, Selecta is awesome, but he played a really stripped down set, and he only had like he literally all he had was his turntables. And his mixer, and he was just doing his thing, and it it's like it was on point. He also didn't like, do that. Uh, he also didn't do that set with his S9 yet. Okay. Because he has the S9. Yeah. For those who don't know what the S9 is, that's um, that's the Pioneer uh, Pioneer S S9 mm-hmm. model. It's a battle mixer. Okay. So it's like literally made for you to slap people in the face <laughs> while DJing. But he had it. But he he had he, it, he but he had no. He didn't use that one at but the time. But it was like it was it was amazing. I gave him a ten. Like it yeah, wasn't it wasn't yeah. yes it wasn't bad. Like I love the guy. Like like mm-hmm. honestly. But then Adam came on and it was just it was ridiculous. Like it it was it was like not even close. Yeah. And it was like it. I had never seen him before. Well, he blew I, Red out the water on that one. Yeah. Because Red, Red was the <laughs> defending winner. Red, yo, Red had to go after Adam. And this is like no shade <laughs> to him because he's a beast. Like he did, yeah. he had, Red had a gold series. Yeah. Like I, I'm striving for a gold series. So like Red had a gold, so there's no shade to him. But like when yeah. you watch that competition, right. like DJ Adam C came and like melted faces off. Yeah. And his drummer, that, yeah. and the drummer really sold it because the drummer is very like animated and Pounding it right. and like he do like they the them as a duo like they came and melted faces yeah and so like no set you could have done unless you knew Adam was gonna do that there's right. no set you could have done that right. was gonna match up so and I'm a drummer like I grew up drumming and so that that was actually the first mm-hmm. show that I came out to last year and that made it for me that was like this is something I I gotta get more of this mm-hmm. where do I go 
and and I started going more and more and more. Um, and so like I was joking at the last one, I was like, this is my Christmas. Like like I that it makes me so happy to be able to see five or six sets mm-hmm. and they're all playing their absolute best with a drummer. Yeah. Like it is the coordination is crazy. It's it's absurd. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to this next one. Yeah. The la <laughs> I, I was in one before. This is like back when it was like more of a of a show, less right. of a competition. Right. And Ron is such a dope dope drummer like and it's just dope to have another guy named ron (laughs) two rons making it right um but yeah no he's a he's a beast and that night was cool too because we had i forget his name but one of the one of the djs from Traxploitation did that one um we also had dj spills Mm -hmm. who was a drummer that night okay uh and gianni who left pittsburgh to go to cali he he goes to school for production yeah but that dude like that was my first night seeing Gianni and Gianni like changed that night. He changed the way that I, I, I DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. In what way? How? Cause yeah. he incorporated, I've always been somebody who incorporates lots of different styles of music, Yeah. but some of the stuff he was playing, some, I guess people call it bolo, but like a lot of the, like Brazil, a lot of like the Brazilian like funk and stuff that he was playing that night mm-hmm. was just crazy. And, I went home and Googled and listened and did everything. And so a lot of, if you hear some of the stuff that I'm playing now, yeah. uh, some of the stuff that I played at CMYK, which yeah. was a Red Vision event, yeah. a lot of it was influenced by that night at Drummer vs. DJ. Gotcha. Just like learning what he was playing and seeing what I could find mm-hmm. that was similar or better than that. Yeah. Have yeah. you had anyone come up to you yet and be like, hey, like I like you inspired me, or like I see something that you do that you do different. Like anyone yet that's like, no like, one, no one has really come up to me okay. for that. You're still, um, you're still young. You're still sorry. yeah. Um, okay. but I had an opportunity to talk with kids. Okay. Uh, at a middle school, so we did a career day. There was yes. a career day, um, thrown on by I believe they're called Extra Mile, and I went to a middle school and talked to kids about DJing, mm-hmm. and the way that they lit up yeah. when they knew that you could do it as a profession and i had i had so i had one of my controllers with me the ddjsx2 and i had my s9 mixer with me too and i was just letting them flick the switches and press buttons and stuff and they they loved it they (laughs) i mean they loved it and the kids were so smart they're like so what kind of music do you play i was like well i play you know trap r&b but i also know my old school blah blah blah." and the one kid looks at me and he tries to get me he's like do you know Run DMC? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know Run DMC is a little like 13 year old. I'm like, you know who Jam Master J is? He was like, no. I was like, go home, do your homework, look up Jam Master J. Yeah. He was Run DMC's DJ, and you know, and like he like really like internalized that, and like yeah. they really took that in. Yeah. And I I told them you can do things like, I was like, do you guys know who Stevie Wonder is? And they're like, one kid knew who he was, one you know not so much. Yeah. And I was like, you can mix stevie wonder songs with cardi b if you really want to right and and they're like wow and so you know like that was the main like just telling them about like how you can listen to your old stuff and then the one there was one girl who was like oh, well i can't remember what song it is but one of the songs that samples like tony 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 mm-hmm. and she was like ah oh, the meek mill meek mill and chris brown whatever you want mm-hmm. and she's like you know that song 
I was like, yeah. She was like, you know they took that from Tony, Tony, Tony? I was like, come on. Yeah, yeah, I know that, you know. <laughs> but, like, they were really willing to talk music. And I was like, yeah. how would you know that? She was like, my mom, my mom told me. I was listening to it. My mom told me. And I was like, if you guys want to be a DJ, listen to them. Because you're gonna hear a song, right. and your your parents are gonna come up and be like, "Ah, oh, so and so did that in 1990 or 80 or whatever." Yeah, and that's th- that. Those are the conversations that's gonna make you a good DJ, because you're gonna have that homework done, mm-hmm. and you're gonna know stuff that the crowd doesn't know. Right. You know. So, what is it gonna take for you? And this is a very personal question. Mm-hmm. What's it gonna take for you to go full time? To go full time. Wow. Yeah. Uh like is it yeah. just like once you have a certain amount of gigs and like the bank account's full and you're like, all right, I don't need yeah. this job anymore, or is there like is there something else there's, that, yeah, that there, can push you to do it? There's a couple things that need to happen. Yeah. The first thing that needs to happen is I need to have the gigs. Yeah. So right now, stoppers and bangers. While stoppers and bangers is guaranteed through next year, like it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, it's based on attendance, mm-hmm. and so I need to know that stoppers and bangers is in a good place to where I can do that. Mm-hmm. I also need to book more weddings because weddings yeah. are what like pays for things. Right. Like weddings are good money. People pay a lot. But for they're it. long. I mean, th- th- what they're paying for is maybe not necessarily it depends. long, but it's, yeah. it's much more of an event. It's it, yeah. It's, it's more of a production. Them. It's, yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's a you're, you're going through yeah. all the stuff. And so like if you're, if you can produce a good wedding like that there's a lot of value. yeah and so i need i need more weddings yeah um and also i need to take the income that i've earned from djing mm-hmm. and invest it into something else mm-hmm. and so while i'm making income from djing mm-hmm. i also need to have another stream of income from something else so i never want to just sit there and be like i'm just going to dj yeah. and this is my only stream of income right no i yeah. what i want to be able to do is take that money, parlay it into other things mm-hmm. so that I'm able to have those multiple streams and be a little bit more comfortable and less stressed out. Yeah. So that's the key right there. Just I'll go full time when I'm financially sound right. enough to do it. But you're lucky right now. You're not like I'm not pressed. You're not pressed. And you got a job where you could work in the daytime and then you can do your work yeah. at night and you can make it work between the two. Like other entrepreneurs may not have that um you know that luxury mm-hmm. where they have it it's so th- like they are very split yeah um so take that to your advantage yeah because i mean like, that's that's the grant like yeah. if i go full-time dj and i'll have insurance yeah you know you got it because you can purchase it now independently right. Yep. but right now i have a full-time job that allows me to contribute to a 401k mm-hmm. i have insurance um and I'm able to purchase vacation days. So in addition to having the vacation days, I'm able to purchase them. And I use about 50, I use like 50% of those vacation days yeah. on DJ, yeah. DJing related things. Right. And so I have a job that's flexible enough yeah. to allow me to keep working at my craft. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you're trying to start out, use whatever job you have and, and on the flip side of like that night and day thing, like if you have as an entrepreneur, like if you're starting out and you want to do something that requires you to be available in the daytime, find a job you could do at night yeah. and flip that on itself. Like work that to your advantage, make it work for you. If you know it's something you want to do, you have to do it. Otherwise, 
it's just gonna burn a hole in your soul oh my gosh like, you you have to do whatever it takes like take those steps take something take a job that's that's gonna give you that availability mm-hmm. use it to your advantage make it work you know make it work for you and like that that's definitely yeah huge key yeah you just you you take things as they come and you try to make it fit into a puzzle one of the biggest things I learned is writing things down. Yeah. So, yeah. Write everything down. <laughs> Someone asked me for a meeting, write it down immediately because <laughs> I will forget now because, you know, I'm booking a lot more shows. Right. So it's a good problem to have. Okay. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Where can people find you at? What's your, like, social media and stuff like that? My social media, um, best place to find me is Instagram. Okay. Uh, that is at the Ari Cole. So that's T-H-E-R-E-A-R. Mm-hmm. I E mm-hmm. underscore Cole C O L E. Um, I'm on Facebook. I have the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I believe it, it should be Facebook slash Ari Cole PGH or either or Facebook slash Ari Cole. I'll get you the link. Okay. And I have my if, website. If people too. type it in on their hat. Like what? Yeah. What's on your hat. Uh, and then on Facebook it'll come up. Yep. And there's the website too, AriCole.com, which is okay. where I sell my merch too. Okay. So you can get merch just off of me. You can hit me up and get it. Or I sell the merch online and I mail it to you. So nice. And if someone wants to book you, e- send an email. What? Yeah. So my website has an email link, okay. but um, you can also book me at aricole.inquiry mm-hmm. uh, at gmail.com. Okay. And if people want to listen to what you have right now, like, is there like any? Like yeah. I have a I have a SoundCloud. There's okay. about two three mixes on there right okay. now. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit cheap right now, so I'm not paying for the extended <laughs> extended hours on SoundCloud but is yet. It current is it like what you're? Yeah, oh yeah, thing? I just okay. so the there's two mixes on there that are a little bit older, but yeah, I did a mix for CMYK that mm-hmm. party. Yep. Um, the the Red Brand party or yeah, Red Brand party, um, and that one is like a month old. So yeah, if you guys could go get those listens up on my yeah. SoundCloud, that'd be dope. Check it out. Yeah, there's gonna be a link. Yeah, well, I'll get you all the links. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for doing this, man. Yo, really, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love talking about this stuff. Heck yeah, we'll have you on again. Cool. Yeah, and hopefully we can get somebody else on here with me so we can just, like, bounce it. I'm with it. All right, dope. Yeah. Thanks for watching Thoughtful Discussions. This is Josh Snyder. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and comment. And if you could have a a question that you you ask to the people watching, uh, what would you ask them? And they're going to leave comments. You could respond or watch them. Yeah, my question for you guys would be, what was the most thought-provoking part of this? Like, what of what did discussion. I say? Yeah, what did I yeah. say that might have sparked some interest? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Let's see it. All right.